Woo! It's the boy, Bubba, let's come in through. Ella, clutch, flawless, can't be touched. It's your boy, Bubba, let's. Yeah, I need that hot take. I need the truth and everything that is not fake. So tell me. Welcome back, Bubba Bunch, to another edition of the Bubba Let's Sports Podcast, episode 270. What a clean number. And of course, it falls on um, probably the most important preview of the year for uh, the NFL season for Super Bowl 56. Yes. Yes. Super Bowl 56. How about since hopefully we don't get sued the big game? Yeah. We'll just Let's just go game. with that because apparently yeah. like it's trademarked to the point where you can't even say Super Bowl anymore. It's it's something weird, but whatever. Nonetheless, Super Bowl Sunday, the most uh, hype, uh, but also the most disappointing Sunday of the year. Uh, The biggest game, while also the last football we will see in seven months. So bittersweet ending, as it always is. But I got to say, this Super Bowl... um, Probably one of the most hype Super Bowls in a while. I'm very excited for this one. You know, because, like, we don't have Tom Brady in it. We don't have Patrick Mahomes in it. We don't have, you know, just teams that are always in it. Like, these are two teams that, you know, were not expected to reach a Super Bowl at all this season. Mm-hmm. And especially, like, the storylines going behind the Super Bowl on both sides, right? Like, on the Rams and the Bengals. So, this should be a great Super Bowl. I'm really excited for it, honestly. For sure. Uh, before we get into the actual, I guess, preview and our, our talking points on it, I'd like to just first talk about the NFL awards that were given out yesterday. Um, because they were... I, I think it's fair to say that most of these were like unanimous like really like all of these guys truly deserved it and Mm. there there's not really anything i can complain about um out of like the main ones but so let's just like first of all let's mention that the assistant coach of the year was our boy dan quinn dan quinn we love that though that's great i was honestly like i wanted (laughs) to make the argument that like we should not only consider head coaches as uh, candidates for he- uh, coach of the year, but we should really consider assistant coaches as well. Like, yeah. I, I guess they get their own award. But I mm. felt like the coach of the year this year was probably the one where I felt mm, it could have gone to someone else, right? I completely agree with you. Yeah. Uh, when I when I first saw the tweet and I saw all the headlines going on, um, I really wasn't sold. We'll, we'll, we'll get to it. We'll get to yes. it. But, but yeah. So, no, I don't think the one who won the head, the, the coach of the year uh, was necessarily deserving. Not deserving, but um, that, that won the award, in my opinion. Um, but I honestly felt that the impact that Dan Quinn brought as a defensive coordinator, but just as a coach in general, was yeah. was so impactful to the point to where you can consider him as a coach of the year candidate. You know, the thing too is uh when it comes to Dan Quinn, you know, there was a lot of restructuring in the NFL this season with coordinators, assistant coaches, all that uh for a lot of teams. But 
you know, I think it could be there could be a really good argument that made that Dan Quinn, you know, as a defensive coordinator, as a coach, like you saw the turnaround instantly right yeah. away, right? Like it was pretty clear cut and obvious that, you know, there was a dramatic change from last year to this year when it comes to these Cowboys uh Cowboys defense. So, yeah, good for Dan Quinn. That's our boy. We love him. Um I'm glad he got him. Congratulations. Love it. Yeah, and so speaking of the coach of the year, that goes to uh, Mike Mike Rabel uh, from Tennessee. Okay, I understand. I understand it because the Tennessee Titans were the number one seed in the AFC. And there was a turnaround. There was definitely a turnaround defensively for them, and that's where yes. Mike Rabel has to come into play. Yeah. Uh, offensively, you did a lot of great things without your best player on the field. Yeah. However... When we look at the entire list of candidates or during the season who we thought was in the running for it, yeah, Mike Vrabel was nowhere near the top for me. Uh, I completely agree. I do not think Mike Vrabel should have won that award at all. Not even close. Like, it, let's say midway through the season when we did our like predictions for it. You know, remember that episode? Yeah. So, you know, at that point, it was Bill Belichick because mm. New England was on a hot streak. Cliff yeah. Kingsbury with Arizona because they were one of the best teams in the regular season. Yeah. Um, Mike Vrabel was in the conversation, I would say. But um, it there there's probably another, like Mike McCarthy to um, Sean McVay, right? Like I'm throwing out names here. Mm. When we're a day or a few days prior to the Super Bowl, and we don't consider Zach Taylor yep, the exactly. coach of the Red year mm -hmm. when he literally was playing and coaching for his job this year. Yep. And how did he respond? He responded by getting them to the fucking Super Bowl. Yep. How do most coaches respond to, hey, if you don't show up this year, you're out of here? How do Dude. most coaches do that? You either get a five-win season or a just good enough eight-win season. That's and it. you still get fired, but yeah. at least you save yourself the embarrassment, right? At, at least, at least you're looked at as a new candidate for somewhere else. Exactly, right? you like know? you're gonna move on somewhere yeah. else, and then you might go back to a coordinator. But we'll we'll hear from you in a couple of years, right? Yeah, for sure. Zach Taylor just backs against the wall, started throwing haymakers, yep. and here he is. About to go against Sean McVay, one of the best football geniuses in all of football, coming from also, his his tree. Who also would have made uh, more sense, but anyway. Maybe. I, I guess because we're just like so used to Sean McVay being so great. Being the guy. Yeah. Being, being the great head coach that he is. Same thing with Bill Belichick. Like, Bill Belichick technically should win the award every year, right? Like, yeah. like other than last year, he should win every year. Yeah. But Zach Taylor... I don't know if he's going to do this again next year. I, I really don't. I would probably bet money on that. This wouldn't happen next year. Yeah. But for one year, we've had those years like Jason Garrett. Matt or Nagy. Matt Nagy. Like, thank you, because uh, I can't remember the name. Like, to where those one-hit wonders happen. Yeah. This had to be one of those one-hit wonders for me. You know, even the, you know, here's the thing, right? Even with those one-hit wonders, um, 
no matter no matter if they were one hit wonders, like it doesn't matter. They literally changed their football team around hundred mm-hmm. percent. Um, you know, Matt Nagy led the Bears to what was like eleven and five, you know, the their kicking problems ended up ruining Jason Garrett with the Cowboys, you know, it ended up being Daddy Rogers. But you know, <clears throat> either way, it's just when you look at the differences between like how we're talking about, right? Like Mike Vrabel or Zach Taylor. Mike Vrabel, you know, he's known for his defensive prowess, right? Okay. From we all know for the last couple of years, those time that time secondary joke, absolute yeah. clown show over there, hundred percent. To make that late season run with how good their defense was playing, losing Henry and bringing in you know Dante Foreman and um, what was the other guy? I, I I forgot his first name. Was it Andre Hilliard? Is that what it was? Something like that. Um, I forgot it was Andre Hilliard or not. But those two running backs, they end up taking the role pretty well. AJ Brown came back. He had himself a good season. Ryan Tannehill. Look, should Mike Rabel be in the running? Yes. But should he have won? I mean, I I mean I mean no. I'm just I'm just saying he's sitting on the couch while Zach Taylor's at the bowl. He, I mean he's been on the couch. I mean I'm just saying you know, and you know that you know if I can already hear the arguments like oh well you're just saying that because he's in the Super Bowl. No dude, this guy was two and fourteen. Oh no no not not two and fourteen. What was he four and twelve last season? Four and twelve. Yeah. Four and twelve. Four and twelve to the Super Bowl? Tell me how many times in the last couple of decades that's happened. Tell me. The Cowboys. This isn't a dream, man. Wake up. Oh, so, so look, um, Mike Vrabel, congratulations. This is no disrespect to you. You obviously have you 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 obviously deserve to be in the running, but winning, I don't know. All right. Let's see. What's next here? Comeback player of the year. Now, this one's a little dicey for me, personally. I am not against it whatsoever, based on what the second half of the season had to show. I completely agree. So, Joe Burrow winning comeback player of the year. Do I agree with it? Yes. Am I 100% on board? Why? No. Why? Okay. How are you not sold? So, I would say I'm like 90% sold on Joe Burrow winning this, uh, winning this award, right? Obviously, he had a horrific knee injury. You know, he come back. He literally leads his team in the Super Bowl. He has a great second half of the season. Unbelievable, right? Look, man. Just saying. Dax stats look a little bad. I'm, look, oh, look, 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 no. I look, I'm, look, I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, look, Dax stats are a little, yeah, right, bro. You really think I'm going to go on this whole entire rant? Let's be real. Joe, bro. Joe, bro. Oh, you, you, Joe, bro, you did the, you did the, the I, I, I had you in the first half. Huh? You had me in the first half. Yeah. No, I, so, okay. So the reason why I bring this up is because, uh, bamboozled me. I, I saw this argument on Twitter, right? And I saw this argument, and it was like, oh, Joe Burrow winning comeback player of the year. Like, Dak had a better season, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh. Someone's like, defending Dak? Like, like, wait a minute. First of all, first of all, technically, when it comes to stats, yes, Dak Prescott did have a yeah. better season. Okay, whatever, right? But second of all, look, 
I think the I think the Bengals and uh, the Cowboys are structured very similarly this season. Correct? Yeah. Who went farther? Who had more resilience? <laughs> Whose season is still going? Whose season is still going? You know, um, and look, and I, I know that the award isn't based off a team, right? But look, man, Dak just—he just shut down, man. He shut down, yeah. like, because at least with Burrow, right? Like with Burrow, it was like okay, the beginning of the season, like, oh yeah, like Burrow's looking good. He looks healthy. He's playing well. Then. The middle of the season, ooh, there was there, there was there was a little 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 bump in the road, right? But then that last part of the season, oh lord, this guy was throwing four hundred like three straight games, like he was out of his mind. He's right. played so calm, so composed in the playoffs. You know whether we attribute this to you know Kellen Moore, whether we attribute this to Mike McCarthy, whatever it is. But we recently talked about this uh, after the loss to the 49ers. Um, Dak Prescott, you know, I love him with all my heart. He's my quarterback. But that killer instinct that we wish he had, like Aaron Rodgers, like Tom Brady, um, you know, I'm starting to believe it's just not there. It's just not there. You know, uh, and with Joe Burrow, you know, I mean, look, Joe Burrow has been playing out of his mind these playoffs. There's been so many plays this this uh, this postseason where I look at I'm just like how in the hell is he pulling this shit off? Like seriously, it's ridiculous. He I, I wouldn't say he put this team on his back because the defense has a lot to say for their postseason success, right? But Joe Burrow has put a lot on his back, and you know, an ACL tear you don't come back from that. You don't. There's mm. some players that do not come back from that, right? Um, look. I know it was a very tough decision between Dak and Joe uh, for, you know, paper value, but I think the right decision was made here. I, I think Joe Burrow won this uh, won this award fair and square. When you just look at the similar opponents that they had for Dak and Joe, Joe had two games against the Kansas City Chiefs. Dak had one. Yep. In both games, Joe Burrow took over. Yep. Dak shut out. First round of the playoffs, Dak completely falls under the pressure. Yeah, does not does not realize what it ha- what it takes in order to make the game his and to yeah. to basically have that killer instinct like I've talked about. Mm. Joe, in a the same weekend, got sacked nine times. He still found found the dub and still, still found, found a way to win. That's yep. not all the credit to Joe because no. statistically that wasn't his best game. Mm-hmm. But as the moments get bigger, Joe Burrow seems more calm. He gets brighter. He gets know, brighter. Dak, yeah. as the moment gets bigger, starts to get smaller. And, you know, I'm I'm very curious to see if one day it does come out right where – Oh well, you know Kellen Moore or Mike McCarthy. You know they had this mindset during these games, but you know, I I don't know if we'll we'll, we'll talk about him a little bit later. But there was a there was a speech that was made by the MVP last night, and uh, he said something that made a lot of people laugh. Made a lot of people laugh, and uh, that word is called trust. Why won't they trust Dak? Really? You have a 
generational talent at quarterback and you you're not going to let him fling because you're going to play conservative generational is a bit much for me do you think he's better than uh, Tony Romo talent wise talent wise no really yeah wow that's surprising I, I think Dak can get to the point of using more of his mind than he does his body because that's what made Tony great, remember? Yeah. It was after the injuries where he realized, like, look, I'm not going to be able to do this that much longer with my body. I can't make plays with my body. I got to use my mind. I got to work smarter, not harder. Dax, after that injury, has to realize that. But, well, I don't want to get on this conversation because it'll be way too long. But either way, I'm just saying that we can obviously both agree that Dak is an amazing talent. And for the fact that he is getting, uh, you know, hindered by offensive struggle, offensive power difference or whatever, uh, it's shameful. But he does have to take responsibility, though. There is a lot of blame that has to go Dak's way. And I'm not saying this as a Dak hater. But there were moments throughout the season where I said Dak needs to step up and become the leader that we know he is. Yes, to say, 100%. I got to do this. I'm I'm not listening to, to the outside crowd nor the noise. I'm not listening to Kellen Moore. I got to do what's best for my team, and they're going to trust me. This then, team has to trust Dak. And then on the other side, you have Joe Burrow in the playoffs, mind you. His headset goes out and calls the and calls at least half of a quarter and scores two touchdowns. Yeah, by himself. That like for me, if that happens to Dak, that's not happening. It's right now. It's not. For now, Joe Burrow, congratulations! You do deserve this award. So crazy, crazy how how a year turnaround is. Yeah, torn ACL. Still not really a good offensive line, but yet he's uh he's Joe Shiesty. I see Joe Cool, Joe Burrow, Joe Franchise. Oh my goodness, our man. Micah Parsons. If he did not, if he would have not won this award, I would have thrown a fit. Because there's literally no one else that should have won this award but him. It's not even close. So, like, the defensive rookie of the year was an automatic lock. For Micah. For Micah. Yet, I feel like the conversation more is about how he lost the defensive player of the year award. But did you hear the news that came out, though? If we're talking about the same thing, yes, my coworker told me this, and it shocked me. And I am yes. terrified for anybody around the league. Because, oh, I'm, I don't think we're talking about the same thing, then. I'm going to go first because okay. I want to confirm what I heard. Okay. Go first, sir. Okay. What news so you heard. what I heard is that there was a point in the season where Micah hyperextended his knee. Okay, so we're hearing the same thing. Now, I heard from a, a little birdie told me okay, that it happened okay. in the preseason. Oh, in the, oh, I did not hear that. I Cow- heard it was in the middle of the season. Fox Sports reports Cowboys Micah Parsons played through knee injury all season. Oh, okay. I didn't hear that. I thought it was through the middle of the season. Which is even more impressive. That is horrible horrifying so let me get so let me get this straight this man hyperextended his knee 
if this happens to Jalen Smith, his career's over, right? We'll Zeke this season. You're right. You're well. That's MCL. That's MCL. This is the well. Is it the same thing? I mean, it's in it's the knee, part isn't it? of it's the part knee, of the knee, right? You know? Yeah. Micah Parsons is playing. Not a hundred percent. At, I would probably say sixty to seventy percent. And he's that good. He had to learn to switch to defensive end early in the season. On a bum knee. On a bum knee. And still put up almost the rookie record for most sacks in a season. It's mind-blowing. And, and he wins rookie defensive player of the year, but has a strong argument for defensive player of the year. What is he going to be at 100%? Dude. It's very exciting to to think about the prospect, right? But here's the thing that worries me, though. I swear I really do feel like the Cowboys have a curse in the linebacker position. Every single linebacker that comes in and explodes into the scene as a Cowboy player, right? It's always injuries that take them out. Always. Look at Jalen, right? He comes in. He sits a year. His first two seasons, amazing. Come out with like breakthrough player, absolutely mm-hmm. crazy. Then we see him start getting these little minor injuries, and he's not this fat, he's not as fast and he's more, he's not the same. Look what happened to him now. Not even a cowboy. Late Leighton, same thing. First year, amazing. Second year, a little bit of a drop-off, but still good enough, right? But these last season and a half, yikes. Oh, He's I would getting, say last three years. His, his, his back injury, his neck injury, it, it's, it's just not good. Micah, please take care of yourself, my lord. Now nah, just, just move him to defensive end. He's not considered a linebacker anymore. We're fine, right? The curse has been lifted if he exactly. moves. Yes, yes, Here's another way of looking at it, glass half empty. This could be another wasted talent for the Cowboys. Like I, feel how, like that's how that, much... I feel like that's all the Cowboys are now, though, right? Like right. it's just it's just a bunch of these great players that come, they have their small moment of fame because of how good they are, and then they just get washed away because that's how it is. Mike is going to be that guy, and I, I I'm already like prepared. I, I prepare for it. Of he's going to spend let's say the next four to five years with the Cowboys. Uh, he still has what three years left in his rookie contract. I'd say he probably signs another. He probably signs an extension for about two years. They'll probably get him for longer, but he doesn't want to do that because he can get big money elsewhere. They are going to waste his time here. He's going to fall into the category of Demarcus Ware because I already sense that he is very much like Demarcus Ware. Yeah, I'm going to love him. No matter what happens to this team, I'm going to love him wherever playing. he goes, 100%. And wherever he goes, I'm going to cheer for him more than I would if he was still in the Cowboys. And he's yeah. going to win somewhere else. He's going to go to a team that is a contender because he hasn't been having that in his time with Dallas. He's going to go with somebody six, seven years down the road, maybe not as athletic and as agile as he once was, but still a predominant guy that you could put on the defensive line he's going to win somewhere else and i'm going to be very very happy for him and he's going to go down as one of the greats he's just not going to do that with the cowboys yeah 
he's going to you be know, remembered for winning somewhere else. You know, at least for now, though, let's celebrate the fact that, you know, let's celebrate his accomplishment. Let's celebrate his play. Congratulations. Uh, I only have a water bottle, but shout out to hyperextended knees on freak of nature athletes. Oh, God. Jesus Christ. Here, you know, here's the next one, though, right? And this is this one, you know, I, here's the thing, right? Here's where I saw it. Jamar Chase wins Offensive Rookie of the Year, right? I agree. I completely agree. I I think he should have won it hands down. Credit to you because you called it, and I was like, no, it's probably going to go to Mac Jones because the, the Jamar kind of fell off a little bit yeah. midway through the season. And then yeah. same thing with Burrow. He just exploded. So credit yeah. to you. Thank you. Uh, here's the thing, though, right? So Jamar Chase winning rookie, Offensive Rookie of the Year, 100% agree. It should go completely to him. There's no doubt. But... Here's the thing. Mac Jones isn't flashy, but can we agree that there was an argument for him? There was an argument for Mac Jones. Yes, but it's the same thing with Joe Burrow and Dak. It's the exact same thing. You know, because, you know, Mac Jones, Mac Jones, the way he played in the position that he was put in in his first season extreme pressure replacing the goat right for what he was able to pull off and the way how he handled it that deserves extreme extreme credit in my opinion Mm -hmm. from everybody in the league yes but he's just not flashy and that's what the awards are nowadays and you know uh, you know look Jamar Chase had a record-breaking season, literally. So so that's why I'm saying that, you know, the award going to him makes 100% sense. I get it. I 100% agree. But Mac Jones really had a good season for what he was given and for what he was, you know, the position he was put in. Especially with someone like Bill Belichick, right? Everybody, yeah, yeah. It, Bill Belichick makes everybody look good. But, you know, um, I think... I really hope that Mac Jones doesn't get slept on because of this. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree with you. I, I The way that I look at that is, like, let, let's look at both of their seasons and how they started from, from like, preseason, first yeah. uh, weeks in the regular season. We saw Mac Jones, like, steady. Like, not flat line. He's probably inclining a little bit as the, yeah. as the weeks go on. He starts to you know, develop his arm a little bit more. He starts to throw downfield, get his confidence up. And he just feels like he's fit into the system, right? So it's just a steady, you know, you're building up, you're building up. But, like, it's not crazy. It's not a roller coaster, right? With Jamar, how do we start? We start in the preseason down here where they were saying he's going to flop because he can't see the ball. Because he couldn't, you know, he couldn't see the white strip. Like What? He was used to a college football rather than the NFL ball. That's ridiculous. And so we just automatically said, like, oh, well, he's going to flop because he can't see the ball. How are you going to catch the ball if you can't see it? And then we just yeah, just skyrocket to the moon, baby. You know? Literally, he went to the moon. And then there was a small, a small, uh, he, he, uh, what's, what's the saying? He, um, I forgot the saying, but. He, he hit his ceiling for a little bit. He uh, he calmed down. He went a little cold. And then Joe Shiesty was like, oh, 
let me help you win that award. <laughs> Boom. Went back to the moon. I could fix that. Oh, my God. Yeah, Jamar Chase. Those games against the Ravens, he, he literally owns the Ravens. He owns them. He owns most of the contenders in the AFC. He owns the Chiefs. The Chiefs owns- game. Can we just remember that he had, like, over 200 yards easy? Yeah, like, 266 yards, something like that? Yeah. Stupid. Ridiculous. Dumb. I, I, I think it was the I, – I completely understand where you're coming from, though. Like, Mac Jones yeah. isn't going to win that award because he's, he's not sexy when it comes to his play. Uh, but Jamar, he had a Justin Jefferson year, and if you're going to give it to Justin Jefferson, you're going to give it to Jamar, right? One thing I will say before we move on to the next one, though, is now that Josh McDaniels is gone, maybe Mac Jones will get the opportunity to sling it. Never know. We'll see. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I think he he doesn't have the best arm. There were some throws in that Buffalo game where I felt like, oh wow, like the interception. I I will applaud Mac Jones for that throw because it was actually a really good throw. It was just played very well by the defender. But that was a very beautiful throw that just didn't go his way. So I think he has the arm. I, I think he's got to work on his accuracy a little bit more down the field. But if he can develop that in year two, year three. Mac Jones can be a, a solid guy in the AFC. He really yeah. can be, and I'm cheering for him. For sure. Um, do we TJ Watt? Like it's obvious, right? Like there's there's literally no argument. If you want to give the Michael Parsons argument, sure, fair enough, whatever. But TJ Watt tied the single he, season he, he sack tied, record, yeah. and in mind you, he was out four games. So you can't use the excuse of oh, there's one more game. No, he did it in less. If he didn't tie the record, I think that's where you can make an even stronger argument for Micah Parsons because of those four games that he missed. Yeah. That was but my other- thing. I didn't think TJ Watt should have won the award, you know, like late in the season because of those, like the injury and those games missed. But it, once he tied the record, I was like, there's no way he's not winning this. He basically tied the record in 13 games. That's he, insane. He did have an extra game, though. Oh, you're right. You're right. Doesn't count. But I guess. Uh, you also got to consider the fact that they snubbed him last year. So they, they made did. up for it. Yes, they did. Yeah. They completely did. Mm-hmm. Uh, the best moment of the year somehow goes to Justin Tucker's 66-yard field goal. Now, granted, Justin Tucker's greatest kicker of all time, in my opinion. Absolutely. Like, like not no... even close. Vanitary, cool. Goskowski, cool. Justin Tucker's better. 66 yards is amazing. He also did it against the Lions. So how can I say that's the best moment of the year? Like there's 66 yards though. Is it the best moment of the year? What was the best moment of the year to you? What was a crazy thing that happened? Like like so here's here's the thing, right? But my first instinct doesn't go to the 66 yard field goal. I, I understand what you mean, but here's here's my problem with like with with some people, right? I'm talking to you, Skip Bayless. Freaking I hate that guy. Um, Skip Bayless is number one kicker hater in the league, right? I would like to see you try a 40 yard field goal. Like I don't I don't I don't think people here understand how hard it is to kick a field goal in the NFL. Yeah, mind you, kicking a 66 yarder. To win the game? Look, I get your point. 
I know when you think of the NFL, you don't think of, oh my God, a kicker winning the game and tying the record. Here's the here's and, and here's the, the problem. Here's the problem is that they're making rules to where you really don't need a kicker, and the way that the 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 NFL's going, like two point conversions, like the yeah. offense are just just dominating. They're going for fourth down, you know. Like you're taking the kickers out of the game. Eventually, kickoffs are going to be done. Like kickoffs are nowhere going to be found in this league probably in like five years i i think it should happen it's eventually going to happen because of how dangerous it is so that leaves the kicker with kicking extra points that they keep missing and field goals that you go for it on fourth down the only exception to that rule is justin tucker right but why should we base the best moment of the nfl season as a kick okay fair enough if that's the argument you want to put i'll give it to you what was the best moment of the season, in your opinion, then? You are putting me on the spot, and I don't have an answer for you, but it's definitely not a 66-yard field goal. Okay, fair enough. If that's how, if that's Agree how you want to disagree, to sir. Agree to disagree. I'm just saying, 66 yards, I can't even kick it 30 yards. Let's be real. I could probably kick it 30 yards. Look. Who are you me, trusting more? Who are you trusting more, me to kick it or Greg Zerline? Uh, next question. Exactly. Now, do we disagree on this? Because I called it at the beginning of the season, but halfway through, I changed it. MVP Aaron Rodgers. I said, this man doesn't give a fuck anymore. He's going to play his heart out for Green Bay, even though he doesn't give a shit about them, and then he's going to leave. That's exactly what he did. He won the MVP. He won uh, the MVP. Yeah. Oh, wait, oh, wait. Excuse you, sir. Excuse you. How extremely disrespectful of you to skip over White Lightning himself, uh, Cooper Cup. I'm so sorry. I, My goodness. I did miss that. I did miss look, that. I'm so look, sorry. I, look, I'm not going to lie. Gilbert and I were talking about it last night. And I said, oh, yeah, like probably Jonathan Taylor, right? Because you know, Jonathan Taylor had a great season. Yeah. But, but Cooper, the Cooper Cup is just... Mind you, let's be real, right? When you think of who was going to have the best season out of a wide receiver, no what that Cooper Cup. Like, he was going to uh, have a good fantasy yeah, year. Yeah, for but, sure. He but not a historic, season. record-breaking year. You know, you, you think of, like, Tay Adams. You think of DeAndre Hopkins. You think of, you know, Diggs. Calvin Ridley because he's been on the rise. You know, Stephon Diggs. Maybe J.J. with his, you know, because J.J.'s been having, yeah. like, his, his type of rising. But Cooper Cup, old reliable, now turning to historical season that's insane can that's i ask you this like real quick i heard this like uh on the way home like they were talking about it on the radio and they were like if you had if you could choose three wide receivers let's say like you're teaching someone how to play wide receiver like your right. son wants to play it right mm-hmm. what three guys are you saying look at them watch them and watch how they play and, and that's how you should like embody the wide receiver position like, there's there's different ways you can do this you can clearly yeah. go for the best of all time but the best of all time were like f- like freaks right like yeah. your son's not gonna be jerry rice he's no, not gonna be course. megatron of course of course so you you could go that route where you just say the best uh receivers of all time or you can base it off of like let's be realistic and judge a guy who's like average built you know, he's not the fastest, he's not the most agile, but he gets the job done and he does it very well. Like, he, he perfects his game the best way that he can, right? Yeah. 
Yes. Mm-hmm. Is Cooper Cup in that conversation? When you think about it, you know, because here's here's the thing, right? Everybody has always talked about Cooper Cup having like some of the best fundamentals in the league, right? You know, because if if we're talking about the conversation in, in like this way, right? We could also put Cole Beasley in the conversation, right? Hunter Cole Beasley, Renfro, <laughs> Hunter Renfro, right? So you know, like Cooper Cup, Cole Beasley, Hunter Renfro, um, Amari Cooper for his route running ability, right? Those four receivers, right, they're not the best in the league by far. Well, Cooper Cup was this year. But, you know, in general conversation, you don't think of those four as the best in the league. But fundamental-wise, if you're talking about it in that argument, you have to put them in there, yeah. right? So, you know, so it's it's – honestly, I think this season was a really great season for the wide receiver position because – you don't have to be a big name in order to be the best in the league, yeah. right? You know, because last year, obviously, it was Tay Adams. Tay Adams, by far, was the best wide receiver in the league last year. Mm-hmm. Everybody thought it was going to be the same thing this year. Why wouldn't it be, right? There's no change from what happened between him and, and Rodgers. But Cup came in and stole the show with Stafford, you know? So, Cooper Cup, uh, I love it. I love that he won. I love it so much. No, it's it, it's, it's the right choice, and like, like he was in the conversation for MVP too. But it's it's just so driven by the quarterback that you're never gonna have a wide receiver like Cooper Cup w- yeah. win the MVP award. Speaking of the MVP, so so we we, we can go to the Super Bowl uh, thoughts really quick. Don't you love it? Don't you love it? Don't you love how this is playing out? I love it because of how much hate Aaron Rodgers gets, and he's just saying big fuck you to everybody. I I love that this is happening. I love it with all my heart. But. But. No, not but, actually. I, I'm, I'm putting a but. Oh, you're putting a I'm but? Putting I'm, a not but. Putting a, I'm not putting a but at all. I'm putting a but. No, no, I love this with all my heart, and I'll say it really quick. He comes into this season. Green Bay either you give me more control or and you give me what i want or i'm fucking leading literally what he said and they were like fine aaron go go out there and do what you gotta do get randall cobb now (laughs) (laughs) go out there and do what you gotta do right matt step aside let aaron do more okay he did it they got to the playoffs uh, the 49ers happened because for some whatever reason, a team with a pretty boy quarterback that cannot throw more than 150 yards a game somehow still beats them. I don't know. It is what it is. But dude, Aaron Rodgers balled out this season. Have you seen his last five seasons? He has not. He has not had more than eight interceptions in the last five seasons consecutively. Yeah. That is insane. Yeah. Think about that. Think about that, right? Some of the best quarterbacks we've ever seen in our lifetimes on average throw 9, 10, sometimes a little more than 10. And we still think that number is great. We still think it was great. But think about this. Aaron Rodgers threw four interceptions this season. And might I add, three of them were in the first <laughs> One game, game of the season. <laughs> so that means... For 16 games, he threw one interception. That is ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it. He wins MVP in his final year, and now he's literally telling Green Bay, later. I'm tired of choking in the playoffs. 
I don't know what it is about this team. Green Bay, thank you, but not the front organization. Bye. Going to Denver or San Fran. I don't know whatever the hell they want to do. but Or Tampa. Or Tampa. He could go to know. Tampa. He could go to Tampa. So, ugh, I love it. I love this so much. I love the back-to-back. And here comes his butt. But he's not 44 years old and still throwing dime. Tom Brady deserved that award one last time. He is 44. Aaron Rodgers looks 44. I'm sorry. I'm not a fan of the hair. But he is not aging well. You know who ages well? Like a fine wine. Like, Like from Italia. From Tuscany, Italia. Brady's more handsome like now than he was when he first got drafted. I think the exact same thing. That man looked yeah. weird when he got drafted. And like, you know how they show like the like the, the, the faces, the yeah. progression? Mm-hmm. It freaks yeah. me out. And then like the one this year was pretty weird because he just stared into the camera. Yeah. He's forty four years old. And retired. Still in his prime. Still it's insane to me. Like he's he's just so good. I, I don't get it. And I'm not, I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad that Aaron Rodgers won because I called it. And he is still one of the best quarterbacks in this league. And he put up numbers. But the 44-year-old piece of gold deserved better. You know who else deserved better? Josh Allen. Did you see that? Did you see, did you see that little, little, little piece? No. Uh... Him and uh, him and Keegan, because you know Keegan hosted. The oh yeah, the, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Come on, uh, look. I mean, they're throwing shots at everybody, as they should. Yeah, like when they mentioned Sean Sean Payton, and then they're like, he's gonna take Mike McCarthy's job, and everyone's like, <laughs> I was yeah. like, oh my god, <laughs> don't <think> do that. <laughs> Jerry's gonna get ideas, you know. Yeah. Okay. But look, look, I, I I get your point, Tom Brady. He did deserve a, a he he maybe deserved it, but oh, I love the storyline so much with Aaron. I yes. love it so much. Yeah. No, I, I I really I'm a big fan of Aaron Rodgers. I don't care how petty he is. You gotta you gotta love it. Like you gotta I embrace it at this point. All right, Super Bowl time with like 12 Super minutes left. Bowl time. This is we, we 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 don't even need 12 minutes. It's quick, sir. Before we get to our actual predictions and what we think is going to happen in this game, okay, I'd like to ask you the dirty questions, the questions that need to be answered about the Super Bowl. Okay, go for it. Number one. Okay. Are you ready? No. Well, I'm asking it anyways. Okay. Which company airs the first commercial after the coin toss? Oh, that's oh, that's a good one. Uh. You know what? I'm going to go with the classic. I'm going to go with Budweiser. Okay. I'm going to disagree with that one because I was thinking Budweiser too because we always think that Budweiser has the best commercials. Like over yeah. the last like five to seven years, the, I would the, say Budweiser. The, the Stallion and the Puppy, goat commercial. Cry. 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 But they usually do that around like middle part of the game to get you back into it and then they get your emotions going. Okay. okay. So I see okay. a pattern there. Okay. I'm going to go with Bud Light. Oh. Because Bud Light's not memorable, but it's always there. That's true. That's true. So both Budweiser and Bud Light have the same odds, though. So if you want to make some bets, go right ahead. Okay. Gets harder. 
What's the first song to perform at the halftime show? Oh, man. You know, dang, that's a hard one. That's a hard one. It's just, it's a matter of who comes out first, right? Yeah. Like, if it's Eminem, clearly it's Lose Yourself. Has to be I, I, Lose Yourself. I, I think I think Eminem has to come out first, right? Maybe? Or, 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 or would, it be, would it be Dr. Dre? Because he's like the OG. I, no, I think you start off with the headliner, which is Eminem, in the popular eye, right? Yeah. Plus, his his hands are, are, are his palms are sweaty, his knees are weak. Mom spaghetti. You know the spaghetti part might get you. He Eminem. already has vomit on his sweater. Already, you know. Oh, you know what? Are, you know what? I would not be surprised if they whip out the young gun right away with Kendrick. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised. Like, like they started off with Kendrick, the familiar face, yeah. but then they start going back in time with rap, right? And then maybe Dr. Dre is last because he's the OG, and you know. Oh, know. you might be onto something there. Never know. Never know. <clears throat> Put my betting odds on that. You know, yeah. sir. What color will the Gatorade that is dumped on the head coach be? Oh, that's a good one. I've I, I've always I love how I love much that. attention this is getting over the last couple of days. No, 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 no. Okay, okay, okay. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. I think. Okay, I'm. I I won't can, say it this can, way. Can I give you choices? Okay, yes. Go for it. Go, 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 go. Orange. Okay. Clear or white? Yellow, Ooh. red, blue, purple. You know what? I'm going to go for the oddball here. I'm going to say purple. Ooh, okay. I'm going to say purple. I'm going to okay. say purple. Gonna purple, say purple is plus one, uh, 1800 So if you bet $100, really? you could possibly win $1,800. That's not bad. That's, That's not bad. bad. You not know, bad. this is not the best best uh, odds, but I, I just got a feeling, and I feel like it's the common one. Orange. Orange, right? Or Orange because of the Bengals, right? Orange like... makes the most sense to me. Orange and blue makes the most sense for obvious reasons, mm -hmm. right? But, like, you never know. What if they're trying to throw an oddball? And they say, you know what? Let's go with purple. Let's if, just go with purple. Why if not? the Bengals win, you would assume that Zach Taylor's wearing white. He's wearing, like, a white windbreaker. Oh, they're going to dump him Dump with orange, orange so you can right? get the white orange. Well, Sean usually always, always wears blue. blue. All the time. What if they want to throw a curveball and say, hey, purple? I mean, look, look. I, you never know. I'm gonna go with the oddball though. Purple. Uh, I'm, I'm, I like I'm trying to win eighteen hundred. I like this. By the way, this is what like the on the last episode I wanted to talk about, but we didn't have time. Oh, okay. okay. This was what I was talking about. Okay. Kevin, most important yes. question. Okay. Okay. How many times will the chains be used for measurement? Will it be over Ooh. one and a half? Under one and a half. Wow. No, you know what? I you know okay. Hear me out, right? So far, the Rams and the Bengals have always played really, really close games in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say over. Okay. I'm going to say over. Okay. I really feel like this game is going to have a lot of crazy moments going on. I'm going to say over. I'm going to go under. Oh. Okay. I'm going to go under. I feel like this season, I haven't had the moments where I'm like, you got to use the chains. You got to do the measurement. Okay. Okay. I sense that no matter what happens, even if it's short on a fourth down mm -hmm. or going into a fourth down. They go for it anyways. They don't. They don't give a fuck about measurements. That's true. That's true. That's a good point. Like but, just, just throw the ball to Jamar and he does the gritty for the first down. You know what? I'm I'm just trying to be a rebel and I'll say that there's gonna be another card situation. 
Oh, we're pulling out the There's index a, card? There's another index card situation. Ooh. How about that? How about that? Over, you know? under, and how many index cards are being used? One or... I say, I, I say just one. Just I say one? Just one. But, okay. but the chains will be used more than once. Okay. For sure. For sure. sure. I, I love how heated this, this became. Mm. It's time. Oh Your my. final prediction oh for Super Bowl oh 56 question mark because we don't know the number anymore. I think it's 56. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna say like this: Whoever wins this Super Bowl, I am extremely happy. Your mom's a hoe. No, whoever wins the Super Bowl, I am extremely happy. Matt Stafford gets his well-deserved Super Bowl finally after all the bullshit he went through. OBJ, Baker Mayfield, get out of my sight. He finally proves himself. He never left. Happy for the Rams. But look, man. Do it. I don't see Matt Stafford walking in with Cartier shades into the stadium, bro. For Cole? I don't I don't see him wearing a chain on a black turtleneck. <sighs> Bengals 28, Rams 21. Oof. Okay. 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 All right. I like it. I like it. Wait, you know what? I, wait, hold on. Hold on. I'm sorry. I rescind the score line. Er. Bring it back. Put it in reverse. Bang tear. Bengals 31, Rams 28, and Shooter McPherson goes down a legend. He goes down a legend and makes the Super Bowl game-winning field goal as it should be. Oh, my God. As it should be. I am in love with that. Dude, think about it. Th think about it, right? Matt Stafford just threw a touchdown to OBJ. Scores 28-28. 30 seconds left. Joe Shicey gets the ball at the 25. He throws a quick pass to Jamar. Throws one to uh, Tyler Boyd. Throws another one to Jamar. And Joe Moneyman Mixon runs up the middle right there for shooter's range. Timeout. Shooter gets on the field. The snapper gets the ball. He snaps the ball, I'm sorry. The punter holds its place. Shooter! 31-28. Bengals win the Super Bowl. Joe Shiesty. MVP. Hello? Oh. Hello? All right, sir. Was that the most generic prediction ever? <laughs> Probably, yeah. Probably, yeah. The Titans sacked Joe Burrow nine times. Nine times for Ferris Bueller fans out there. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets sacked like 20 times this game. There is absolutely no way that Von Miller and Aaron Donald don't get to Joe Burrow at least four times in this game. Absolutely. Uh, I 100% agree. Yes. This game has to be won in the trenches. Now, on the opposite side, you'll have Andrew Whitworth versus Trey Hendrickson. An absolute what phenomenal what a matchup, matchup, huh? Love the matchup. My goodness. It is going to be so hard for Joe Burrow to find time to get down the field. And I am 
so terrified to see how bad this Rams defense is going to clobber him all day long because this offensive line is not holding up. Might I add Jalen versus Jamar? That is great. That's great. Love it. Just love it so, so much. I, I can't get away from the fact that it's the offensive line for the Cincinnati Bengals that give up nine sacks in a playoff game. They it's did, like the that's like the negative X factor, right? Yeah. For yeah. Like for sure. I just can't get my mind off of that. Yeah. Little by little. Day by day, leading up to this game. There's something in me. Some a little voice in my head that just says, Do it. Do it. Like the I, Sith Lord in Star Wars. That's why I wore this shirt, Kevin. It was planned all along. I was I was about to make an Attack on Titan reference, but you don't watch Attack on Titan, so you wouldn't get it. So I'll go with the Star Wars reference. I'll, I'll, I'll go along with you. You almost ruined the moment. I get back into the moment. Go for it. Go for it. Sith Lord in my mind. Something okay. is mm-hmm. telling me that it's going to be different. Okay. That it's going to be a home field advantage game for the oh. Bengals. Oh, my God. The game is in L.A., and there's going to be more Bengals fans than there is Rams fans. I can't get away from the Rams offense or the Bengals offensive line being so bad. But how many times has Joe Burrow looked at that offensive line and said, okay, that's fine. All right. That's okay. That's fine. Like Drake. Mm -hmm. Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow lives rent-free in my head. He does live rent-free in my head. As the trains pass by, we roll on with Joe Burrow winning it all, baby! Thank God. Cincinnati Bengals, 35. Rams, 21. The game is won because Matthew Stafford throws for three interceptions. Oh my lord. Trey Hendrickson gets three sacks. What's three times three, Kevin? Nine. Who's number nine? It's Joe Shiesty! Oh. Oh my goodness. So basically, what we're saying is, uh, who day? Why not us? Who day? Why not them, right? Why not them? The Bengals, you heard it here first. Bengals winning. Unanimously, the Cincinnati Bengals will win Super Bowl 56 in SoFi Stadium on Sunday. You know what? I'm I'm going to put it right here, right here on this podcast right now. If the Bengals win the Super Bowl, Uh I will buy a Joe Burrow jersey. No, 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 no. I'll do you one better, sir. Oh, my God. If Joe Burrow wins the Super Bowl, we are both getting a joe burrow jersey color rush by the way we're getting the color color orange orange yes and we will not do an episode together until until we we get the jersey and we wear them on the episode 100 percent, i agree we'll do it's this is the video proof right here i am rock hard right now (laughs) 
Thank you so much for listening and watching to episode 270 of the Bubble Lutz Sports Podcast. Kevin, Baby Yoda, Bubble Lutz, bringing you the great content. We'll Who see did? you after the Super Bowl with the Joe why not us yeah. hold on tell me who's your top five quarterbacks right now dead or alive huh? and how much do you care about a ring if the best player got carried by the team